Hi, everybody. I'm Demetrius Nealon, and I'm a product manager at Microsoft, and I'll be talking to you today about the Windows Package Manager. We've recently come out with uh, 1.0, and I'll be sharing some of the tips and tricks and covering some more things in detail. All right, so I'll give you a little bit of an overview on what a package manager is. It's a tool that's going to help you install and upgrade software on Windows. It's got some advanced features like being able to export the packages on your machine and import them onto another one. And one of the most common questions we get is, is this the same thing as WinGet? Uh, the simple answer is yes. Uh, the tool is actually Windows Package Manager, but the application that you run is WinGet. So your first question is likely to be, how do I install this? So you can go to our GitHub repository. You can find the instructions for installing the client. We also have an insider program you can sign up for if you want to get dev builds. Or if you're running a Windows Insider build, you'll automatically get insider builds of the package manager as well. So let's go into some of the basic functionality here. First thing you're going to want to be able to do is search for packages. And we have the winget search command for that. I'll do a quick search for Windows Terminal. And what you'll see is a couple of results. You'll see the stable version and the preview. I've also enabled autocomplete with PowerShell, so I can save a little bit of typing here. So if I type winget i and hit tab, you'll see the install command will complete. I'm going to go ahead and copy and paste Windows Terminal Preview here. And if I do dash V, I'm looking for versions. And one of the nice things here is I can actually tab through. You'll see this is the latest version that's displayed. If I tab one more time, you'll see an older one. I'm going to go ahead and install this older version so that I can demonstrate the upgrade capability for you. And the package manager's gone out. It's checked the metadata. It's downloading the program, verified the hash, and it's installed it. So now if I do the list command, you'll be able to see everything that's installed on my system, not just things that were installed with the Windows Package Manager. But you can see I've got Windows Terminal Preview here. So now the next thing I'm going to show you is upgrade. If I do upgrade by itself, it's going to give me a list of packages that can be upgraded. One of the conveniences is you can do winget upgrade dash dash all to upgrade everything. But for this one, I'm just going to upgrade terminal preview. And you'll see we'll do the same thing again. We'll go out, we'll download the latest version, we'll check the hash to make sure it's good, and we'll get that installed. After this is done, I'll go ahead and show you what uninstall looks like, and we'll verify that with list again. So the command is pretty much what you'd expect. Winget uninstall Windows Terminal Preview. And we'll run the uninstaller, and that'll remove it from the system. And now when I look at the list, you'll see that I still have Windows Terminal, but you'll see that I don't have Windows Terminal Preview. The other thing that's nice is you can actually uninstall things, even if they were not installed by the Windows Package Manager. So I'll uninstall the uh, Xbox Game Bar plugin as an example. And you'll be able to see that that's now been removed as well. All right, now I'll cover a couple more of the advanced features here. Um, one of the things you can do with the package manager is we've got a set of feature toggles that we can use. 
and you can use the winget features command to see what's enabled or disabled. Right now you can see I've got the store enabled. I'm gonna show you how to go into settings and control those and look at a few other things. When I run winget settings, it's gonna launch my default JSON editor. And in this case, I have Visual Studio Code configured. And you'll see right now, this is how I'm getting the rainbow progress bar. And here's that experimental feature. I'm gonna set that to false. And you'll notice I'm getting some IntelliSense here. That's coming from the JSON schema. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and look at the network downloader. That's set to default, which is delivery optimization. That's actually something we do for enterprise customers. And I'm gonna change my install behavior to a preference for the scope of user for applications. I could also set that to machine if I want things installed machine-wide. We also have the ability for you to set a requirement rather than a preference. And a requirement just means that the package manager must honor your requirement if it can. And if it can't, then it's not gonna execute the command at all. You can also specify things like default locale and all of that information is available in the schema. And I forgot to save the file. Save it real quick. There you go. So now you can see that I've got the store is disabled. So the next thing I'm going to cover is a really powerful feature for a lot of users. They want to be able to figure out how do I move the programs from one machine to another? That's where winget export comes in. And I give it a JSON file to export those two. You'll see a list of things spew out that didn't have a match. These are just packages that are not available in the community repository. And since I don't have the store source configured, I'm also not getting matching from those. Show you what that file looks like. And you'll see again, it's a JSON file with the schema and you can see the programs that it was able to detect. For this demo, I've got an import file on my desktop. And you can see what I've specified in here is screen to GIF and mouse without borders. There are a couple of programs I use pretty regularly. And by running import, it's gonna go through all of the packages in that file and install those on my system. I'll get a little bit of UAC prompt as an interruption. And once I accept that UAC prompt, you'll see that'll continue going on. If I would have run this in administrator mode, I wouldn't have gotten that prompt. Things would have just installed as expected. And there you go. Okay, now let's talk about submitting a package. If you go to GitHub, you can see we've got a community repository, and this is where all of the applications are available from the default source come from. We also do have the store source that was mentioned earlier as an experimental feature and third-party organizations can set up their own private repositories, whether you're an enterprise or an ISV. You'd go in, you'd modify a YAML file, you'd go through a submission process where you create a pull request. We've got all kinds of validation that happens that helps to automatically make sure the app is safe and that it installs correctly. But what I really wanted to cover today is a tool that we've got called Winget Create. It's designed to help you to build a manifest and to do upgrades for your applications. So what I'm going to show is the new function. And what you do is you pass in the URL to the installer. It's going to 
parse it. It's going to figure out as much of the metadata as it can for you. And then it's going to ask you a series of questions. Now, I've given it the URL for Ultimake Acura, which is a 3D printing slicing software. I'm going to have to give it a fake name here because it's going to tell me that it's already a duplicate if I don't. I'm going to call it Cura.Cura. But normally, I would do something like Ultimaker.Cura. Call it what version the package is. We're going to default to English. I'm going to down arrow. This is a, an x64. Publisher is Ultimaker. Cura. This one uses a GPL license. And I'm going to copy and paste the description. And I'm going to skip on going into the optional fields. There's quite a few of them. But this is going to show you exactly what the manifest looks like. It's broken down all three files. It's thrown in this lovely line for the schema so that if you want to edit this in Visual Studio Code, you get all the IntelliSense. And if I would have said, um, Yes, there, I could have made some additional changes. And on this one, I can actually get it to submit the pull request. I don't want to do that in this case since I did a kind of a contrived package name. But that's going to be a fantastic tool to help you to generate a manifest and submit a package. And you do the same thing if you were to do an update. You'd be able to pass in the URL for the installer that you want to submit. And you'd also be able to pack in, pass in the package name. It would go ahead and download the manifest and copy all of that rich metadata over for you. The other thing that I was going to cover really quickly is how long it takes to submit. Normally, when you're submitting a package to the repository, we've got to go through and do all kinds of scans and analysis on these things, which is kind of what you're seeing here with some of these badges that they passed. Um, you'll see quite a few other things. It typically takes about 30 minutes for us to validate an application. It can take a little bit longer than that, possibly uh, as long as another hour to publish. But we do the publishing in batches. And you'll be able to get notifications directly on your pull request about those. And you'll be notified whenever they're available for users in the repository. All right, now let's talk a little bit about open source here. This entire project is open source. We are doing everything at GitHub. We're very transparent. One of the big things people ask is how they can contribute. And from our perspective, it doesn't matter if you're writing code, if you are fixing some documentation where we've got some typos or something isn't complete, or even if you're just giving us some feedback and asking us for new features. We see all of those things as valuable contributions. And I noticed a little bit earlier that I had been using the Winget Create tool, and I remembered that we're working on our new 1.1 schema. So let me show you an example of just how we would deal with a feature. So I've got a new feature request. I'm going to use the template. Create this issue for supporting the new schema, making sure that I'm acknowledging all of those things. And in this case, I'm not going to worry about providing a technical implementation. And the issue's been submitted. We've got quite a few bots 
that we're leveraging to do some things to help us out here. And one of the things you'll see is it's going to add a needs triage label on this one. There it is. And I routinely go through or somebody else on the team will go through. We'll go ahead and mark that as doesn't need triage. That way we know that we've actually looked at it. Since I created it, I've got a pretty good idea what the ask is for this one. People also want to know what's on the roadmap. So if you look here on the client repository, I have gotten a filter. So I'm looking for features and I'm looking at things that have got the plus one. And you can see right at the top, we've got the ask for zip file support, native PowerShell, store apps, and package dependencies. We're actually working on package dependencies right now. And we're also working on a new store source with our experimental feature. We'll be releasing a draft pretty soon for a specification on PowerShell. And we've been doing some internal discussions on how we're going to handle zip and portable standalone apps. Something else that a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of at GitHub is discussions. This is a place where you can just come in and you can ask questions, you can get them answered, or you can discuss ideas that you have without feeling like you're committed to defining a full feature or submitting a bug. Um, along that line, you can also see when we're doing all of the validation work in the packages repository, you see all these labels here. All of these things help with transparency and you'll see some examples of these waivers being put in. We've got a lot of different policies that we check in terms of you know, making sure that the language is appropriate, making sure that the installers are you know, virus free or at least as close to that as we can, we can check. And we go in and we put all of that information in. And once your pull request has been approved, if I can find one here kind of getting lucky, um, you'll also be able to see that we tell the publisher when it was actually pushed into the source and that it's available for users to check on their end to be able to install those packages. So that's a little bit of a snapshot on how we're doing things on GitHub and open source. And like I said earlier, we really highly value any of your contributions. Thanks for joining us on Tabs versus Spaces. It was great to hear from Demetrius all about the Windows Package Manager. Um, you can find more information about Windows Package Manager by visiting the documentation at docs.microsoft.com. You can follow Demetrius on Twitter, find announcements on the command line blog, um, or like Demetrius just shared, go visit their repos, look through issues, pull requests, participate in discussions, um, as well as you can contribute feedback at aka.ms slash winget feedback. And right inside the Winget command line tool, you'll find links to some of the associated documentation. It was great to have you with us here on the Tabs vs. Spaces show. We'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.